When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Born in the summer of his 27th year Coming home to a place he'd never been before He left yesterday behind him You might say he's born again You might say he found the key for every door When he first came to the mountains His life was far away on the road hanging by a song But the string's already broken And he doesn't really care It keeps changing fast And it don't last for long But the Colorado Rocky Mountain High I've seen it Welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And we come to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio. Star Cable and our growing family of broadcast and satellite companies right across the United States, Canada, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exone at exoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exoneradiotv.com. Don't forget, Exonation, the the 9-11 tribute edition of the X Chronicles newspaper is available for one and all with the, our compliments, the X Chronicles compliments, and the compliments of our advertisers. I, um, I haven't seen the latest statistics, but I believe it's over 150,000 downloads so far this month in four days. That's 150,000 
in four days. So thank you, Exxon Nation. And, you know, not only for, 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 for wanting to make a difference in this world of ours, but for getting the word out there. This is our 20th year of doing this show. Thanks to you, the members of the Worldwide Exxon Nation. Started off this segment with a song that is totally different from our usual bumper. Rocky Mountain High by uh, John Denver, one of the greatest musicians that I think that were ever around. And Colorado plays a special part in this hour. Our first guest tonight, David uh, Seth David Chernoff, is a two-time cancer survivor, an award-winning author, a gifted public speaker, highly successful marketing professional, and founder of multiple companies. His new book is Manual for Living, Reality, a User's Guide to the Meaning of Life. His work has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Chicago Tribune, um, let me see, San Francisco Chronicle, Popular Mechanics, Business Week, USA Today, and nationally and internationally on television and radio. Joining me now from Boulder, Colorado, in the Rocky High Mountain Country, is Seth David Chernoff. And uh, Seth, welcome to the X-Zone. Rob, thank you for having me. Great having you. Listen, uh, congratulations on, on, on the hard work. In fact, you've got a new book coming out next week, I believe. That's right. On the 21st, uh, Manual for Living Connection comes out. Uh, Reality was the first book in the series. Mm-hmm. came out last June, and the new one's coming out in a week. I can hardly wait. Well, it's great. And uh, we're going to be talking to you uh, this hour about, you know, the Manual for Living. And you know what? These are very important times, and, and people need to know what to expect. And people also have to realize that not everything in life is negative, that we all can actually take something negative and turn it into a positive. And thanks very much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the Rocky Mountain High song. What a great way to start the hour. Hey, great people deserve great things, my friend. And I thank you very much for joining us. XO Nation, when I come back from this two-minute commercial break, my guest this hour is Seth David Chernoff. And we're talking about a manual for living. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the XO. looks like we're going back to the Rocky Mountain High on the other side of this commercial, I'll be back. Don't go away. He was born in the summer of his 27th year. Coming home to a place he'd never been before. He left yesterday behind him. You might say he was born again. You might say he found the key for every door. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong. And I learned how to get along. And so you're back from out of space. I just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. I should have changed that stupid lock. I should have made you leave your key. If I'd have known for just one second, you'd be back to bother me. One now go. And welcome back, everyone. Seth Chernoff is our special guest this hour. And we're talking about Manual for Living, Reality, a User's Guide to the Meaning of Life. And um, tell us a little bit about yourself and the inspiration of, of, of writing your book. Well, let's see. I mean, I, I, I felt like uh, throughout a good part of my life, things just kind of went well for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my life kind of well together. I exercised. I ate well. I had a great career. I was running a successful marketing company. And uh, one Friday afternoon, I was 
I found myself standing in front of my oncologist as he was trying to tell me that I had been diagnosed with this rare form of cancer. And from that point forward, I think my entire world changed because what I thought I had so much control over was just a farce. You know, I, I had this instantaneous understanding that no matter how hard we try, we can't do the inevitable. Mm-hmm. And for me, no matter how hard I worked, I got sick. And it forced me to make a radical change in my life. But that change brought me to a whole new state of understanding and happiness and fulfillment and on and on. Let me ask you, what is the, what would you consider to be the top three mistakes people in today's society are making in their lives? Well, I think the first thing is, is that they're not accepting obstacles mm-hmm. and embracing them in something that's helping them grow. You know, we have a tendency to see bad things that happen in our life and we kind of berate ourselves or beat ourselves up or kind of mm-hmm. complain about them. But the truth is that obstacles are a natural facet of this physical existence. You know, eventually we're going to get sick and eventually we're going to die. That's nothing to be afraid of. That's a natural course of life. So if we can embrace obstacles as they come into our life, we actually have the opportunity to see something greater, to grow and to evolve into a higher sense of well-being. And that's the first thing. The second thing is taking responsibility. You know, we have a tendency to blame everybody else for our problems. But the truth is, by doing that, we're actually giving our power away. If we can take responsibility for the choices Mm -hmm. we make in our life, for all the things that we've done that that have created our life in its current incarnation, all of a sudden we're empowered to do something different for our future, to create our life the way we want it. And the third thing is actually being clear about the things that we have control over. So if we're going to take responsibility for our life, we can only take responsibility for the things that we actually can affect. And there's only two things that we can affect. It's who we choose to be in any given moment and the actions we take as a result. So we have a tendency to get worried about whether it's going to rain on our wedding day or how our boss is going to react or our spouse is going to respond to us when we come home. Mm -hmm. But the truth is we have no control over any of that. So we focus on the things that we can control, take responsibility for our actions, and embrace obstacles as they come. Those are three of the largest facets to accessing a greater level of happiness and fulfillment. XO Nation, our special guest this hour is Seth um, Seth Chernoff. His website, www.sethchernoff.com. Tell me, Chef, why do you, uh, uh, Seth, I'm sorry, why do you think we're in such a hurry these days? Well, I think that we have this a continuum of our society that we feel like we have to perform a certain way. We, we look at our lives from the outside in. You know, we're looking outside of ourselves to see how successful we are, mm-hmm. how much money we have in our bank account, how much we accomplish every day. And so we base our level of success on how much we do and how quickly we do it. And the truth is that none of that really matters. What the basis for our level of fulfillment comes from inside of ourselves. But we just have a tendency to be in such a hurry in our life. We're always rushing to the next thing, and we evaluate our day based on how much of our task list that we actually accomplish. And we have a tendency to put our most important things off of our task list, like our spirituality or relationship to our family. Those things don't ever end up there, so they don't become a focus of our life. We talk about them as if they're a top priority, but a, a change in understanding allows us actually to work our life around the things that really matter, and then all of a sudden we're not in as much of a hurry as we thought we would be. So how would you, how would you differentiate between a person's spirituality and a person's religious beliefs? Well, I would distinguish it this way. I think religion has to do with community, has to do with connecting with other people mm-hmm. that have shared beliefs. And I think our spirituality is the core of our being. It's our reason for being here. It's our core belief system. It's how we go through life and follow our own truth. 
know, we have a tendency to follow the beliefs that were ingrained in us when we were children, whether they came from our family, our neighbors, or our religion. But there's an inner truth that we each carry that guides us. It's our inner compass. And I think that's our spirituality. That's the part of us that guides us to do more, to be of service in life, to actually follow some type of path or purpose that's unique to each and every one of us. But I think there's a big distinction there because religion has a tendency to put forward a doctrine mm-hmm. that an entire group of people need to follow, where spirituality has to do with our own inner inner following. It seems that in today's society, everybody tries to micromanage the, their lives and the lives of those around them. Is it possible to micromanage our lives? Well, it's a good question. I think that uh, it is possible to micromanage our life. Uh, I just don't know if you really want to, right? Yeah. If, the, if the, our entire existence is based on the present moment, it's not in the past because it can't be changed, and we know it's not in the future because you never actually get there. You're always in the present moment. Yeah. Then what exactly are you micromanaging? I think the real opportunity is to look at our life and, again, to get clear on our purpose for being and what our priorities are. And if we can focus on what really matters, there really isn't anything to micromanage because then we're actually doing the things that we're here to do. We're being of service. We're living the greatness from within ourselves, and we're actually in life experiencing whatever it is that life has to present us with. There's a lot of negativity in this world, and I was talking to you about that briefly. There's a lot of stress. Uh, there's a lot of disharmony. And I was wondering if, if you believe that stress, negativity, and disharmony can actually cause physical ailments. Oh, I absolutely do. In fact, I, being a two-time cancer survivor mm-hmm. myself, I firmly believe that my second cancer was in large part due to the stress that I had put on myself and the lifestyle that I had created. And so after my first cancer, I... I just kind of went back in the workplace, and I built a second company and had a whole bunch of staff, and, you know, we were doing well, we were making money, things were going the way they were supposed to. Uh, but I was working tremendous hours, even though I had two beautiful children and a lovely wife. Yeah. And I had all these things to appreciate. I was just working myself to the bone. But after my second cancer, when I came back, I didn't have the same energy levels. I just, my second cancer was thyroid cancer, and your thyroid regulates so much of your energy levels, your sleep, your sweat glands, your processing of your brain, and I didn't have the same energy. So I was actually forced to restructure my entire life in a way that allowed me to have balance. But sometimes I think if we can't see uh, these challenges that we face, in a way that allows us to embrace them without getting stressed out, and without feeling like the entire world is on our shoulders, and absolutely, you know, our world can make us ill. It seems that, uh, you know, in, in today's world, people put the wrong values on the wrong parts of their lives. Not, not intentionally, Seth. I, I think that so many people are trying to do so much for their family that they, that they put so much on the workplace and in their work trying to provide a better life for their family that they miss the big picture of spending an evening at home with the kids watching TV with the, with the missus cuddled up on the couch. Absolutely, Rob. And that's very indicative of our society. I remember I lived in Guatemala for about six months after yeah. college. And I was so amazed that they had such little money that I lived in a home and I lived in this little room that was no larger than the size of a twin size bed. And uh, this family, which probably lived off of maybe $50 a week, 
Um, they were the happiest people yeah. I'd ever met in my life. And they didn't have any money. They didn't have any cars. Yeah. They didn't have anything fancy. The, the husband went to work every day building, you know, uh, furniture. And the wife stayed at home and made food. And every day it was beans and rice. And they lived a very simple life. But they were so happy. And in our society, we have so much. that so many of us are just not happy. And I think we're just so working so hard to provide or so hard to create a lifestyle for ourselves that we're missing out on life. We're just bypassing it. It's, it's like passing it by. Yeah, my, my wife and I were down in um, the Dominican Republic earlier this year, and we like to go off of the beaten tourist path. And I agree with you. You know, these people have next to nothing, but they have each other. They know what love is. They know what the appreciation for nature is. They work with the sea. They work with the land. They work with each other, and they have such a, a, a community strength. It's That's what life is about, and they've got next to nothing, like you're saying. $50 a week in the Dominican Republic, oh my gosh, that, that's a lot. But it right. seems the more that you have, the less happiness you actually bring to the table. You may have the material objects, but when it comes to the spiritual, you don't. Absolutely, and I think that sometimes health is the one thing that brings us back to our core. You know, you can lose everything you have in your life. That brings mm-hmm. you back to your core. A lot of things can happen, but when it's your health and you feel that there's something about death and the, the termination of this physical life, it brings you right back to present. And that's why so many people, you know, when they, when they get sick, they focus on those relationships, those connections, the things that really matter. And that mm-hmm. is really what this is all about. And, you know, illness for me taught me so much about reconnecting to my truth. And yes, it's okay if some days you have a lot of money and some days you don't. It really isn't what matters in life. What matters is, like you said, it's the people you care about and spending time with them and it's going out in the world and feeling like you're being of service and contributing to this amazing life that we have. Exo Nation, Seth Chernoff is our special guest and we're talking about basically reality bites. Uh, we've got about two minutes before I have to take my next break, uh, Seth, and I was wondering if you could just give me an idea. Why is it such a challenge to maintain inner peace? Well, I think inner peace isn't something that you can just obtain. You know, inner peace isn't something that, you know, all of a sudden you have it and you never lose it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like exercise. You can work out and you can be healthy, and then if you stop working out and you stop eating right, then your body will slowly deteriorate. By virtue of the choices we make in our life, we can find peace in, in given moments. And the more we work at it, and the more we make time to connect with nature or make time to either meditate or take a break from the chaos of our life, we can find those sense, that sense of peace. And the more that we do that, the longer we hold the peace. And the longer we're able to hold it, the easier we're able to access it when we face obstacles or chaos in our life. And so I believe that if we actually refocus ourselves to that inner state of being as it applies to our outside world, many times... Since our outside world is a reflection of our inner sense of well-being, the outside chaos doesn't exist. So if we focus first from within ourselves to find that sense of peace, not trying to hold on to it, but just trying to be present for it, then we're able to carry it throughout our life in a much greater fashion. I guess the old saying from Shakespeare is true, to thine own self be true. Absolutely. All right, Seth, thank you very much for joining us. Please stand by. Exonation, Seth David Chernoff is our special guest. His website is www. S-E-T-H-C-H-E-R-N-O-F-F dot com. And uh, Seth and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget Exonation this coming February the 17th, 18th, and 19th. I'm going to be the Master of Ceremonies for the 
Toronto Body, Soul, Spirit Expo being held at the International Centre, 6900 Airport Road in Mississauga. That's right across the street from Pearson International Airport. For more information, www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. Don't go away. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, I'm Laura Sabrin of Cease to Fields Organic Vineyards in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at amfam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Bitch of Niagara on the Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, Seth David Chernoff is our special guest. His website is www.sethchernoff.com. We're talking about, well, let's face it, everyone. Everyone listening today at one time or another has thought that reality sucks. But you know what? I guess it, it all depends on how you look at that glass, whether it's half full or half empty. I've always looked at it as being half full. 
You know, I've always looked for the brighter side, the more positive side. I've always believed that a failure is just one more lesson to success. Am I on the right path, Seth? Oh, I think everybody's on the right path. I don't think there's any there's any such thing as a wrong path. I just think that your mindset is fantastic. And I think that, you know, for, for those people in the world who just constantly feel challenged and have a hard time kind of finding the positivity in life, there's a lot to learn from that. But I also think that sometimes, you know, people can go too far that direction. You know, they can be so positive that they don't actually embrace the emotions, the That's natural right. emotions of being human, part of this physical experience. But you have to have balance, right? You have to see things in the light in a way that actually supports us in experiencing the greatest aspects of this life. Now, talking about that, why doesn't hard work always equate with results or fulfillment for that matter? You know, Rob, we talked earlier about, you know, how we have a tendency to identify ourselves with what's happening outside of ourselves. Yes. And I think that's the same ratio is that we work really hard because we've been taught that hard work get success. Hard work is how you solve any problem, but that's not true. It's it's smart work. It's smart application and using our mind and actually doing things that are clear of our intention and in alignment with our purpose where things actually flow in a way where they don't when you're trying to force them through. And I think we've been taught to try to force it through. It doesn't matter what obstacles you face. Just keep pushing through and eventually you'll get there. But it doesn't mean that you, it has to be that way. You don't have to climb every mountain. In fact, much of what is in alignment with our path in life flows. And you probably experienced it when you're, when you're doing something that's in alignment with your truth, that's consistent with your reason for being, many mm-hmm. times doors will naturally open. Things will naturally move in the direction of something that's in alignment with who we are. Whereas when we're heading the other direction, things will naturally move against us. And we can feel that things aren't working out the way they're supposed to. So I think there's a natural guidance system that we each have, but we have a tendency to ignore that inner voice. We ignore that intuition, and we just think we just have to keep pushing and pushing forward, and eventually it'll work out. And it will eventually work out, but it just doesn't have to be that hard. Is this why so many people find it such a challenge to maintain inner peace? I think it's a key part of it. I do. I think that when we're constantly looking outside of ourselves for the feedback system to how we're living our life, mm-hmm. then it tends to be very stressful. We tend to feel like we're never enough. We're not doing enough. We don't have enough. And I think that's exactly how life gets very stressful. and It pulls us out of our sense of peace. But if we can stop for just a moment and acknowledge that we're exactly where we need to be, Everything is exactly how it's supposed to be. We're in the perfect place right now. That gives us the power and the strength to move forward, to start making changes that will get us closer to our truth and closer to our sense of well-being and happiness. So why do you believe, Seth, that so many people allow themselves to suffer, to do things the hard way, not the smart way? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I think the first thing I would do is just make sure that we distinguish, you know, suffering from pain. You know, pain is a natural aspect of this physical existence. Being in this physical body, we will experience pain and eventually death. There's nothing we can do about that. Pain will naturally come and sometimes with or without our conscious acceptance. But suffering is entirely free will. It's entirely by choice. So why do we suffer? Why do we allow ourselves to suffer? I think many of us don't realize that we don't have to that we don't realize that life doesn't have to be that way. You see, again, you asked me the very first question was, 
you know, what are the three most important things? And yes. one of them was be clear about what you can and can't control. And I think if we make that distinguishing element, then all of a sudden a lot of these things that we're allowing ourselves to suffer through are things that we don't control. And so if we can accept the things that we can't control and embrace them and say, you know what, it's just raining today, there's nothing I can do about it, as an example, then all of a sudden we're empowered to focus on the things that really matter. And we don't suffer because we realize that there's nothing we can do about the things that are outside of our control. You know, somebody may be sitting and listening to us tonight and saying, well, suffering, you know, how do I do that? Well, when you stress yourself out, that's suffering. You know, you're just causing yourself more grief than, than anything else. Instead of, like Seth is saying, if you can't control it, well, you can't control it. Get on to something you can't control and, and work towards. Um, how can we actually find true fulfillment and lasting happiness? I'm sure you're asked this question a lot of times. I am. And, and the truth is that the entire Manual for Living book series is designed around the core premise that everybody inherently seeks to find a greater level of happiness and a sense of fulfillment in life. And, you know, fulfillment being the application of some sense of service and discovering what it is that is our unique purpose in this life. And so if, if you can distinguish that your entire life is unique and your entire life is discover what your reason for being is and to live it in every waking moment, then you can apply things, you can make change in your life that are consistent with that. And as you make changes to every aspect of your life, whether it's how you find your sense of peace, how you relate to time, how you relate to money, how you relate to your spouse or mm -hmm. your children, as you kind of focus on each of these areas of your life, what will happen is you will tap into a greater sense of happiness and a greater sense of fulfillment. And the deeper you go, the greater it will get, because all of a sudden you're living in alignment with who you know yourself to be. You know, I, I used to have a saying that life is simple, humans complicate it. And, and I remember saying that, well, when I first started doing this show going back to, well, 20 years ago. And, and people would look at me as if I had three heads, 14 eyes, and 27 arms. But now when you say that to people at, at lectures or symposiums, they all nod in agreement. What's happened to the, the people over the last 20 years, Seth, what has changed? You know, I'm not sure exactly how to answer that one, but I do think that uh, a lot of people are frustrated, um, and I'm not even talking about politics or the economy. Mm -hmm. I think they're just frustrated that life in many ways has become very challenging, has become very difficult. It doesn't always work out the way we want it to. And again, I think it's because we're focused on the wrong things. That if we look at and we find the things in life that really are working, and again, going through cancer for me, it gives you a profound sense of gratitude. Facing death will give you the most amount of gratitude that you could ever possibly have in every waking moment. But gratitude allows you to wake up and instead of paying attention to something that's not working. You can be grateful for the things that are, whether it's just the fact that you're alive or that you feel all right or your kids or your spouse or the house that you live in. Whatever it is, there's a million things that all of us, all of us can be grateful for. But see, if we can change that focus, I think it makes a huge distinction. And I think over time, over the last 20 years, I think people are starting to see that they actually can have a better life. They can choose things that are important to them. They don't have to follow mainstream. They don't have to repeat the patterns of yesterday or the pain of their parents. They can actually make choices that, that make them happy. And it's not just a selfishness for selfishness sake. It means that if we actually take care of ourselves first, we're going to be better people in this world and we're going to be a better contributor. Seth, how did you feel when you found out that you had cancer? How did you, how did you protect yourself from this shocking news? Well, I think the irony was that I was, I was raised by medical intuitive. I, I had 
taken such good care of myself, and I just didn't think it was possible that that could happen to me. But what happened is that if you can get through the initial emotions, which I think everybody goes through, which is a little bit of anger, frustration, why me, how is this happening? If you get beyond that, then all of a sudden you see it as such a gift, because it is a gift, because there's an opportunity there. There's a lesson in every illness. There's something there for us to embrace and to learn if we choose to see it. And for me, it was an incredible opportunity for me because it got me on a whole different path in my life. You see, before that, for many, many years, I knew that I should be writing these books. I knew that I had this wisdom that I wanted to share, but I just wasn't ready because in my outside life, everything was going so well, I kept asking myself, why would I want to change it? I was happy before, but then when I got sick and I started writing, I didn't realize how much happier I could become. I didn't realize that by following my truth, which took this amazingly traumatic experience to get me there, I would access a sense of happiness and fulfillment that I only dreamed possible. Wow. When you defeated, you defeated cancer one time, and then you were diagnosed with cancer again. How did you feel the second time? <laughs> oh, boy. The, the second time was uh, even more traumatic. The first time, I actually was a little bit easier on me because mm. once I got over the emotions, I just embraced it. I had learned what I had to learn, and I moved forward. But the second time, I couldn't come back to my life again because I didn't have the same amount of energy. I, without my thyroid, I only had a certain amount of time that I could allocate. So I had to restructure my entire life. We sold a couple companies. We shut one down. I changed my entire workday. I changed my relationship to my family, to my children. And I just revamped over the course of five years every part of my life. So what I felt like is I was, I was stepping into something that was so much bigger than myself. And the reason why I stepped into that is because when I went through my surgeries and my radiation, I really felt like I was facing death in a way that I'd never felt in my life. I felt like I had a choice whether I was going to live and die. And if I chose to live, then I had no choice but to make changes that were going to be consistent with my truth because I could never go back to the way I was living before. So how I felt was after I went through five years of transforming my life, I felt liberated for the first time that I actually was in control of the choices I was making. And at that point, I could actually create what I wanted to create in my life. When you're out talking to people, sharing your experiences, sharing your knowledge, sharing your, your desire and your love for life, what are some of the basic questions that they ask you? Well, I do this uh, free teleseminar once a month, and it's mm -hmm. kind of my way to give back. Because I get a lot of people who buy the book, and then they email me or call me with questions. And so I put together this teleseminar, and I, people submit questions, and I go through them. And I get a lot of the same questions. And the, the questions basically are, here's what's going wrong, wrong in my life. I lost my husband. I lost my son. I lost my job. I lost my house. My life isn't the way I want it. How do I make it great? And so if I took all my questions, 90% of them are based on my life isn't the way I want it. How do I make it great? And what I explained to them is, again, the same things we talked about. Number one is that regardless of the obstacles you face, you can be happy. We all face obstacles. But with cancer, for me, is something else traumatic for each, each and every one of your listeners. Right. We all face things throughout our entire life. They're not going anywhere. So if we actually look at those obstacles as we talked about earlier and embrace them as opportunities to see something greater in our life, to experience something greater, then again, we're liberated to make better choices and to access that sense of happiness. Hmm. Why don't, why doesn't the medical community teach this type of attitude to people in hospitals who were faced with the same, you know, earth-shattering news that you, sh you faced twice? 
Well, it's a good question. I, I think the entire medical system is just very interesting to me. You know, you have people that have an issue. Mm-hmm. They come, or, or a symptom of an issue, they come to a doctor or the hospital and they say, can you fix my issue? Fix the symptom. I'm having problems in my ankle. Well, the real problem is that maybe they're not taking care of themselves and they're 30, 50, 100 pounds overweight, but the doctor fixes the ankle. And what the doctor needs to do is fix the belief system that has them not take care of themselves to begin with. And you could access that in every aspect of of trauma that relates to the medical system Mm. is the way people actually take responsibility for their health. That, I think, is the biggest challenge that we face is that people need to first take responsibility. Now, if you're not doing everything you possibly can in your life to take good care of yourself, why are we going to a doctor and saying, well, just fix me. Give me the pill that's going to make me great, but I'm not willing to do any work on my own. Just, Just fix it for me. And that's really how we want to live our life. You know, we have a problem at home. Let's call somebody, let them fix it. We have a problem at the office, who's going to fix it? And the truth is that if we could take responsibility again for who we're choosing to be and the actions we're taking, many of these traumas that we face in our life are going to go away, whether it's medical, whether it's uh, a lifestyle, relationships, communication. If we can just take responsibility for who we're being and how we're showing up, a lot of these issues immediately go away. Do you find that a lot of the people who contact you uh, by email or telephone you or join you on on your webinars are looking for an easy fix. You know, I think we're taught to believe that there is an easy fix. We're taught in life that there's an easy solution out there, and sometimes you just have to show up and do the hard work. It's kind of like if your life is just out of control, and Mm -hmm. you're in an abusive physical relationship, and your job is terrible, and you decide to hire the best therapist you could possibly find. So you fly to New York City, and you pay this guy $1,000 an hour, and you sit down with him, and you say, great, here's all my problems, what do I do? And the therapist turns to you and says, well, quit your job and get out of your abusive relationship. That'll be $1,000. Well, you're just going to go crazy. Even though he told you exactly what you needed to hear, that wasn't really why you went to the therapist. Is that You wanted a place where you could talk about your issues and get stuck in the pain. And I think we have a tendency to get stuck in the drama of it as opposed to looking at the problem and focusing on a solution, whether it's changing how we're showing up in our life or actually making changes in our life that will make us happy. The obvious answers in our life are generally readily apparent. We, we often know what we should be doing, but that doesn't mean that we do it. So we have a tendency to not do it and then complain about the reason that we're not doing it and hope that somebody else is going to come along and fix it for us. Fascinating. Seth, stand by. Great talking to you. You and I will be back after this commercial break. Exxon Nation, our special guest this hour is Seth Chernoff. His website is www.sethchernoff.com, and that's S-E-T-H-C-H-E-R-N-O-F-F. And Seth and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada with yours truly, Rob McConnell, in the X-Zone. I was in my early 40s With a lot of life before me When a moment came that stopped me on a dime 
I spent most of the next days looking at the x-rays talking about the options and talking about sweet time I asked him when it sank in that this might really be the real end how's it hit you when you get that kind of news man what you do and he said I went skydiving I went Rocky Mountain climbing I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Blue Mansion and I looked deeper and I spoke sweeter and I gave forgiveness I've been denying and he said someday I hope you get the chance to live like that sentence have the chance to live like you are dying is that the experience you had Seth well there is something profound about facing death and giving you a strength to uh, face life uh, I, I would say so I would say that if if there was a way that people could have that true understanding mm-hmm. without having to go through what I went through or many people have gone through I think it would be an amazing thing by the way explanation that was Tim McGraw singing Live like you were dying. And I, I that pretty well wraps up the entire hour that you and I have uh, shared. And I want to thank you so much, Seth, for joining us. It's been a pleasure and an honor talking to you. As I told you during the break, I love what you're doing. I love what your message is. And I love the fact that you're allowing people to take responsibility of their own lives and to make a positive difference in the world today. In your opinion, Seth, and this will sum up everything, what is your opinion or description of the meaning of life? Well, of course, that's the deepest question I think that we all face. Mm -hmm. For me, I believe that the meaning of life is to discover what our reason for being in this life. And again, it's unique for each and every one of us, but to discover what that is and to live it in every waking moment. And I... I believe that uh, it is finding our sense of happiness and to access our sense of fulfillment. And those two things come from being of service in our life in whatever way it feels comfortable for each of us. And for some, it might be being a janitor. Others might be being a doctor. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is that means service for each of us, it's following that and doing that in our life that will give us the ability to access that greater sense of happiness. And that is, I believe, our reason for being. That is our meaning in our life. You and I have to say so long for tonight, but before we go, let our listeners know how they can find out about more about you and where they can get your books. Okay, thank you, Rob. Uh, the book series, again, is Manual for Living. Uh, Connection, Manual for Living Connection is coming out on the 21st of September. It'll be available at your local bookstore, or of course, on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble and iTunes. Uh, you can also visit my website at SethChernoff.com. That's S-E-T-H-C-H-E-R-N-O-F-F dot com. And you can connect with me, call me, email me. I'm very approachable. And I always love to hear from people and hear their stories. Seth, thank you very much. To you and yours, all the very best. Thank you, Rob. Take care now. Explanation once again, Seth Chernoff, www.sethchernoff.com. And I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break at six and a half minutes past the hour as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada.
At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.